0: Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bent with The Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to person with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have?
1: We have Katrina Alexis with us today. She is a 17-year-old recording artist, singer, and songwriter. She signed a record deal with Nashville Entertainment Weekly Records To promote her music on radio worldwide in January 2021, she released her first album called The Story of Us in October of 21. Through her singing, Katrina is actively raising awareness for foster care, adoption, and autism.
0: And we're excited to have her on the show. We're going to talk about all that and more. So welcome to the show.
1: Welcome. Thank you for
2: having me.
0: It's our pleasure. You yes. know, I always like to start the show out the same way. Last 18, 20 months have been rough for a lot oh, of people. Yes, yes. Um, So, how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this?
2: So, you know, when COVID first came out, obviously I had been performing all throughout my hometown and, you know, I didn't really know what to do not being able to perform out there because, you know, social media influence hadn't really become a thing yet. So I really took time in COVID to sit down and figure out what I wanted to do as an artist, what I wanted to put out there, what I wanted to do with my free time. And I found a love for songwriting during that time. You know, it was a good time to sit down. You know, we're all trapped inside anyway, so might as well pick up good old pen and paper and just start writing. And I had originally written my first song when I was in eighth grade, so I was about 14 at the time. And during COVID, I was like, let's make this a little bit more mature for my age now. I'm now 16 years old um, and I fell in love with songwriting though. And COVID really allowed me to progress my songwriting from, you know, writing about, you know, Christmas trees and little, (laughs) little kid things to now more things that I've gone through in my life. And so yes, you know, kind of stunk that I wasn't able to go out there and really sing around town, but I was able to reach a whole new platform, which was Mm -hmm. on the internet.
0: Yes. And what's great about all this is, you know, if technology's always been here, but we never really used it. Mm-hmm. But what's great is, you know, I think the future is you're going to have your live concerts and they're going to stream it to, to Facebook and all the different things. And mm-hmm. so now now you can perform for not just your local people <coughs> that's at the place, but also mm-hmm. around the world. Yes. And I think it's such a great mesh because, it, and again, you know, the great thing is even on a local level, some people still will not go to concerts. Well, you've got a place for them still. You can still yeah. do what you do, what you love to do and be there face to face, but they can still be part of it. <clears throat> you know, that's like for us, you know, we started this show January of 2020. So a yes, couple months before COVID mm-hmm. and our original plan was maybe hundred interviews first year and then COVID happens. And I'm like, okay, watching everything get shut down. I was like, you know, this might be our time to shine.
2: Yes. So yes. we
0: just reached out to anybody and everybody back then. And we're over 500 interviews now.
2: Wow. That's so good.
0: And we just hit two years. We did on oh, January man. 3rd. Yep. So it's it's like, it an, it's, was a big,
2: it was definitely a big change, but a lot of good, you know, came out of it. You know, we were able to work with new technology, meet yeah. people throughout the whole entire globe. Mm-hmm. Just from sitting what in your room or your bathroom or something like that, you're able to reach a whole new audience, which was a really, really cool experience.
0: And I think it's helped songwriters yes. out a lot, too, because <clears> although <throat> they still would rather be face-to-face, but now if there's not an option to be face-to-face, you know what, let's, let's jump on Zoom or whatever, and let's write. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so it's definitely been a game changer, I think, for the future of um, entertainment. Um, now, a lot of people would ask, you know, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this might could be a career move for you?
2: So I love this question because, you know, everyone's like, oh, I grew up singing or like, you well, I actually I was seven years old and I had entered myself into a singing competition at my school. and i told my parents and they looked at me and they were so confused because i had never sung a day in my life so (laughs) they just kind of were like okay i guess we can try to figure out to do something and you know they were super stressed for me they didn't want me to get my heart ripped out or anything and so i go up there little seven-year-old me and i ended up placing third oh wow oh yeah and they were like oh okay so she has (laughs) some potential and the choir the choir director at the time asked me to go sing for their adult choir and I was like okay like you know I'm seven that's something definitely new for me and so it kind of just clicked into my mind well this is kind of something I want to do and as time went through and I was able to meet more people and kind of travel around my hometown and kind of perform more I was like this is something that I love to do
0: wow Mm -hmm. I love that story because again you know I can't, and as parents, you know, we got a 10 year old and a almost three year old
1: yes. and I'm
0: thinking, okay, what would I do if, if she turned seven and said, I want to enter and we never heard her sing. I don't
1: know. I, I, yeah. What would we do that? We'd have to I guess we would better yeah. try it.
0: But you know, again, it's like, oh, we, you know, we, we don't even know what she sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that story. Awesome. (laughs) So as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes to get to any level within music. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think sometimes people, they have this facade of what it really is to be a musician, but we want to break that you know because no, it's yeah. because there's so much work involved. So t- take a few moments just to tell us a little bit about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are today.
2: Really just, you know, at first singing out there is really it's it it's scary for anyone who originally starts. You're putting your own passion out there for people to see and you're going to get criticism and you know, you're going to get A lot of feedback that may be good feedback and maybe Mm. bad Mm -hmm. feedback, something that you're not ready really to hear. For me at the time, I've always played sports throughout my life. I've played basketball, volleyball, softball. And so I finally got to that point in my life where I had to choose, do you want to play sports or do you want to play, do you want to continue singing? Because there was just, it was impossible to, you know, really give your 100% to both of them.
0: So I had to
2: quit playing sports, but, you know, I love my music. And then even just you know writing songs and putting them out there, you're giving a lot of your own personal thoughts, your own personal feelings for the world to hear, and that mm-hmm. even opens a more broader selection of people to criticize your work. Mm-hmm. And you know, putting in hours upon hours writing songs in the recording studio, trying to figure out the certain vibe that you want for the song, just to you know, hear sometimes people are like, "That's just not what we wanted to hear. We don't like it." It's kind of heartbreaking at some points. Um, I mean, even being a student, a full-time student and singing, it's difficult sometimes. Like, you want to go to a school dance, or you want to hang out with your friends at certain times, but you have to be in the recording studio that night and you can't go. Or, you know, you have a big singing event that you can't cancel. So, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm lucky enough to have parents that have helped me find a good balance between having a social life and still doing what I love, which is singing. So, there has not been too much that I've had to give up because I've made those decisions. But there are certain times where you really sit back as an artist and realize, you know, this is scary. But you also you get up on that stage and there's no other feeling like that in the whole world.
0: Now, how do you handle, you know, being 17 now, you know, in our day, social media, of course, didn't exist.
1: Right. You know, so I can't even like imagine
0: growing up in, in this <coughs> age right mm-hmm. now. So, you know, because people can hide behind a thing and criticize you and all that. And you don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you handle that side of it? Because we all get it.
2: So actually, I'm not 18. I'm I'm actually 18 years old now. Oh, You're I good. Because the bio. I put the wrong it's age it's in, it's it's <laughs> in the bio. I put the wrong age in the bio. But no, I completely understand. Having social media has been a good and a bad thing. It's great because, you know, you are able to share your music globally now. Mm. It's really easy to get up there on Spotify and Apple Music and be able to promote your music. But then you are going to have people that hide behind a screen because, you know, I've just kind of narrowed down to either they're jealous or they have nothing better to do with their time besides sit there and criticize someone who's put Mm. in the hard work. You know, just because it may not be the music that they want to hear doesn't mean it's not someone else's music.
1: Exactly. And for me, I
2: really try to song right so that people are able to relate you know on my album mm-hmm. i have songs that are more serious more you know hard hitting topics um, my song stop was for mental health awareness no and, you know especially during covid during that time and then i have more songs for you know upbeat summer fun with your friends and you know i've had people tell me oh well you know i didn't want to hear that song stop i didn't it was too slow you know you're a teenager but then i've had the older audience who was like that was that needs to be more talked about that needs to be said more so I've just you know my music isn't going to be everyone's favorite and I've realized that but for me it's something that I enjoy to do it's um, it's my outlet in this world and as Mm -hmm. long as one Mm -hmm. person out there can relate to it and understand it and really tell me that it moved them that's all I'm really looking for
1: Oh, wow.
0: And I love yes. that because, you know, I don't understand when people do that. Well, just because it's not your taste doesn't mean it's not other people like, especially right. with country music. It's so broad now. You know, you mm-hmm. got your traditionalists that think anything outside of that is garbage. <laughs> and, and and I'm like, you know what? What I like about country music is we've got your traditional country. We've mm-hmm. got your, um, you know, you your um modern modern yeah, country contemporary, contemporary country, my mind yeah. was going blank here yeah um <laughs> and, and you know we got all the forms it. we got the christian right. country you know and Dude, all that
1: yeah rock country, rock country yeah so, yeah. so we have country, all the different
0: yeah. countries and i think that's what's mm-hmm. really great about country music is it blends everything it does and huh? one so no matter who you are there's a place for you absolutely yeah <clears throat> so um what are some, what are you um doing now to kind of move you forward from this point?
2: So after I released my album, you know, I got some really good feedback that I love to hear, but I am now a senior in high school. I'm, I'm entering my second semester and I do really want to go to college.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I would love yeah. to be a child psychiatrist. I, oh, you wow. know, writing yeah. Stop for me was a big deal because it's something that I'm very passionate about really getting to people's mm-hmm. minds and knowing that a lot of people every day put up you know, a fake face just to get out there and live in this world. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. mm-hmm. I would love, you know, I want to continue my music 100%. I want to write more songs that impact people and really give people a moment to step back and realize, wow, like, Maybe I am living this life. Maybe I am putting on a fake face every single day. And that's really what I just want with my music is just to be able to impact someone's life out there. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. especially now going into college, the new experiences that I'm about to go to through, you know, moving out of my hometown, meeting new people, going through more adult situations in life. I can't wait to see how my music is going to expand from, you know, me writing about a middle school relationship to now adult life experiences that I'm about to go through. Yes.
0: I love that now. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the sacrifices. So what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that.
2: So definitely one of my first times was singing at the ViStar Memorial Arena down here in Jack's. Um, That was really cool. I got to sing for 10,000 people. And I mean, that was just my first time getting the backstage experience. I got a lanyard. I got to meet the players, coaches. And that was a really big deal for me. Um, definitely releasing my first song Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> that was an overwhelming amount of feedback that I wanted that I loved to hear for the first time and you know those two things combined plus all of the other singing events that I was able to go through you know I've been able to sing at the dailies amphitheater wow. TPC sure. and just continue to spread what I love to do in my hometown and so I mean those are just the two that really have stood out in my lifetime at
0: least so tell us a little bit about the story of us
2: so the story of us, um, I originally wrote it my first song, you know, Bonnie and Clyde, that had some pretty good feedback, but I really wanted to have this album have a variety of different sounds, mm-hmm. because I am someone who I don't like to stay in just one genre, I guess yeah. just yeah. More singular sound because I grew up listening to so many things my dad is a big Elvis Presley fan so I grew up religiously listening to Elvis Presley. (laughs) My mom's a big 80s rock person so I grew up listening to that and then just you know the music (laughs) that I've listened to pop, country, alternative Mm. so I just really wanted something that was gonna people were able to listen to and have a different type of sounds you know I have where I am which is more of my summer pop girl boss song and then i have live which is more of my rock sounding throw it in your face and then the last song i recorded anxiety from you which is more about my personal relationship and just a love story so it's just it's definitely an album of variety for sure
0: so as you know a lot of people they see the artists but they don't see the teams behind them in our opinion teams never get the love they they deserve But on our show, they get some love. So take a few moments to tell us about the team that helped you be who you are.
2: So I like to consider I have myself a momager. She's my mom (laughs) and my manager. And it's really just, you know, obviously my dad too. But my mom has been, she has been my go-to person the past 11 years that I've been singing. You know, she's the one who has gotten me out there who has made me connections with people. And through that, I've been able to meet amazing people like a promoter here in Jacksonville who does it. All out of the kindness of her heart, Miss Juanita, who books us singing events and who gets us more mm-hmm. connections. Um, Nashville Entertainment Weekly, in the first place, who's able to let me yeah, have interviews with amazing people like you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those people are my team and will always be mm-hmm. my team. And they always back me up and support me no matter what. And I, everyone needs a good support system. And I've been very lucky to have a really good one.
0: Most awesome. definitely. And speaking of teams, we have a third co-host. Yes, we do. Our, our 10-year-old, 10-year-old, Christopher. We always bring on, ask a couple questions. Lanny's going to go get him. <laughs> and and we've got an almost three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show, too, because we Aww. are a family affair show.
2: Oh, that's so cute.
0: So try to train them here, you know, see what <laughs> old, You know, So that way, if they ever want to go into entertainment, we'll have the connections and everything for them that's been the crazy part. we met some really cool people, um, have connected through some great PR people, some great agents and all that through our show.
2: Aww. Oh, hi, good Korean. So what's your favorite food? <laughs> My favorite food has to be a bean and cheese burrito from Taco Bell.
0: That's good. What's yours?
2: Mine is pizza. Oh, that's yummy.
0: That's
2: <laughs> yummy. I like pizza too.
0: <laughs> He'd eat it all day long if we could. I you had some last night, didn't you? Yeah,
2: I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your TV show? My favorite TV show at the current moment is a show called Friday Night Lights. It's a football show, and I'm obsessed with it's it. I love it. What's your favorite TV show? My SpongeBob. Oh, that's a good one. I love SpongeBob. I grew <coughs> up watching that.
0: And what's been cool is because now he does watch a lot of Nickelodeon Di- and Disney shows that we, because we bring on not just artists but actors and actresses too, that we've been able to bring on a, quite a bit of people from his shows onto our shows. oh Like we brought on one of the people from Bunked on recently. Wow. So, you know the girl that plays Destiny on there. That was pr- that was a pretty cool interview, and he wow. got to talk to her. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> right. okay so what's your favorite movie
2: Ooh, that's a hard one i think i'll have to go with beauty and the beast i love beauty and the beast it's my favorite disney movie in the whole entire world what's your favorite movie mine is the minions oh minions that that's a good movie
0: i like that movie too they've built such a crazy strong brand because even our almost three-year-old caitlin she if we're in a mall and walking and there's a minion in the store, we she wants us to we have to go in there. She has to She <laughs> buy them, thank God, yet. But she, she wants to see them. <laughs> but they built a great one. Okay, All right. Bye. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely loves to be on the show. He's been on, you know, we've been over 500 now. He's been on almost every show.
2: That's so cool,
1: though. He's a a sweet kid.
0: (laughs) So if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be?
2: I am tied between two people. So more modern would definitely be Billie Eilish. I love her music. I love her songwriting. And just the fact that we are so close in age and she's accomplished Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. much is, like, amazing to me. And then... More like older, I would have to say for my dad, I would love to co-write with Elvis Presley, um the king of uh, rock and roll. Yeah. Just so that my dad would be able to meet him. Um, I feel like it's a lifelong dream of his. Oh, so, wow. but no, his amazing yeah. music. So
0: yeah, let's bring him back and <laughs> yeah, make it happen. So this um, uh, this probably has a thousand answers, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head. But what's a song that you've heard you wish you wrote?
2: I am changing by Jennifer Hudson and Dreamgirls.
0: I feel like that
2: has, I feel like my life has signified a lot of that. Um, I am adopted from the foster care system and I do have a brother with autism and just growing up in such a diverse family because both of my parents are immigrants. I've gone through a lot of different changes in my life. I've gone through, We you know, we've gone out and I like to consider myself an Epcot family. Um, like, because we have so much diversity, and you now as I'm growing up now, and I'm kind of seeing, you know, more people out there, kind of look at my family. Mm. And originally, I used to be so confused why I got stares from people. Like, my family seemed so normal to me. Like, I thought everyone had, <laughs> yeah. thought everyone had this. Um, so now I'm growing up, and you know, I'm changing as a person. I'm changing perspectives of the world, mm-hmm. and that's something really cool to me.
0: You know, that's like, you know, we, like I told you before, so we go to Jacksonville a lot. and One of the churches that we go to and we're down there, we go to a couple of churches. Oh, yeah, some but great
1: one churches of my favorites is
0: Celebration Church. And I oh, like yeah. that churches because when you oh, walk yeah. in, it's nothing but diversity. You see all colors.
1: You do. It's truly, we
0: love I it believe there. that that's what heaven will look like. Yeah. And, and, and not many churches can, you know, can really say that and it's sad, yes. but that, but that somehow they have got every, they got a, it, right. Is it ba- it's re- really balanced there when it comes to diversity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and And we love that about that so back in 2015 we got the interview kelsey ballerini before she was kelsey yes and one of the questions i asked her was um where she wanted to be in five years and i always like to tell this story before i ask guests that same question because the answer she gave us back then is to the t of what she's living now she knew where she was she going had planned, and out for she sure. had planned out she had planned out nothing was going to stop mm-hmm. her so knowing that where do you want to be in five years
2: See in. Five years, I hope to be in medical school for child Mm -hmm. psychiatry. I hope to have at least one more album of my own original songs Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Um, And my next album, I really wanna focus on more the hard topics in society, You know, something that's really Mm -hmm. gonna wake people up and really think more about themselves, about the world that we live in. So that's kind of my goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Mental health will always be something that I wanna talk about and I wanna sing about Mm -hmm. and I wanna promote more. Mm-hmm. The foster care system is something that I would love to be able to talk about more and write about. No, no. Um, those are just things in my life that I'm super passionate about and that I have made my lifelong goal to be able to promote for the rest of my life.
0: You know, we had a guest on, I guess, a, last year or a year before that from Savannah and she was in medical school and also rising as a country artist. Oh, and, yeah, and, 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 and one of the questions I asked her because she was doing both. I was like, um, does it scare you that you may have to make a choice one day? And she goes, I think about that every day. She goes, she goes, because she sees that her music is growing and she knows that there's no way she can go to the top of either. Mm-hmm. You can go one or the other, but she can't go And she did say that she goes, but if the music took off, she goes, it would, the other thing would just have to be put on hold because that's. <laughs> Her big heart <laughs> is, but her heart was in both. I mean, oh, yeah, and, and that's and, and that's the hard part about being in music is, is you have to be all in. Does mm-hmm. that scare you a little bit for down the road? It
2: definitely does. You know, I've already had to make that choice now, sports or music. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that gosh. was a really hard one. And, you know, it really just takes one song to start to your whole you career. Yep. It that's really so does. True. And I thought yeah. about that. Frequently, Like, what if I am, you know, in my second year of medical school and one of my songs from three years ago, all of a sudden Take starts off. trending yeah. and people yeah. listen to it and they want more music, you know, what decision am I going to make? And, you know, I've thought about that because I've always wanted to be one, child psychiatrist and two, I've always wanted to be a, have family. I've always wanted to be a mom. Yeah. And for me, that is something that will never be touched. That'll something that'll mm-hmm. always be my yeah. number one goal on my list. And you know, I have seen amazing artists out there, Faith Hill, who have been able to carry out a family um and still be able to live that life and still be able to make it out there. As because when you make
0: it big, you can bring your family with you.
2: Mm-hmm. You can. Um mm-hmm. like, you know, I met this amazing woman, Linda Davis, amazing mm-hmm. country artist who's saying oh yes. Reba McIntyre. I, I met her and yes. she's I've met her daughters before, and that was a cool experience, you know, for them to be able to tell me, you know, how kind, kind of life that they lived, even though their mom and their sister have been in the spotlight <laughs> yeah. multiple times. And so hopefully when, I hope I have, I hope I have to make that decision one day. That would be really cool. <laughs> <If I was laughs> at,
0: happy, at least getting to make it, right? right.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, you know, that's like when we had Carleen Carter on, I remember her telling how Um, she would be in that, that they, their car was their hotel, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, they would, and, and, you know, they didn't celebrate birthdays at anything because they never knew where they were going to be. And that's, that was just the life she lived, but then look at where she ended up being. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of them things that, that, you know, you might grow really big and then all of a sudden you have a daughter or a son that wants to do music and then they really explode and go to that next level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and all because you didn't quit on that dream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: So let's look even further down let's say 15 years down. And let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her?
2: I think I would just want to remind her everything that you've gone through to get here, everyone you've met every person that has impacted your life, no matter what time in your life it was, to always remind of them. And, you know, to be thankful for everyone that has helped you on this journey. And then I think the next thing would be to always still maintain a balance. You know, remind yourself that it's okay to have a little bit of everything. You know, it's still okay to have family. It's okay to be successful in whatever career path I choose to go down to and just be happy with what you do. If you're not happy with what you do, if you're not happy with the job that you're in, you're going to be miserable for the rest of your Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Your job should feel like it's the best thing in the world. It should be your happiness. And if you're not happy in the job that you're at, then maybe it's time to pick something new.
0: I wish more people would think that way because you know you got a lot of people that they've been in their nine to five type jobs and nothing against nine to five if that's what they're truly happy yeah. in. but most people are not happy in it yeah. and and it's like you know they went to college for all those years they did this and they did that but they actually did it because either their parents or their guidance counselor or their friends guided them that way but that was never their passion
1: mm-hmm. yeah oh, oh that was that some... my parents mm. oh go ahead
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I completely no talked no over problem. you. No, no problem. That was something that my parents and i have always uh, taught me growing up is you need to be happy with your job. It shouldn't feel like a job. It should feel like something that you enjoy doing, that you love to do that every day you wake up and you're not looking at the clock, wondering what time you're going to go home. It should be, I, how much longer do I have here? What can I achieve in this time?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: absolutely. So what are some sources of inspiration for you?
2: Some sources of inspiration. Uh, My brother has been my biggest inspiration. He's 25. He has low-functioning autism, and he is my absolute best friend. He is someone who religiously will always show unconditional love for me, who I know will always support me no matter what I do. And he is the reason why I want to get everywhere that I want in life, you know, not even just for myself, but for him.
1: You know, yeah. he
2: listens to my music. I mean, he is the biggest critique of my music because anyone <laughs> who has a sibling with autism or a child with autism will know that they are the pickiest people in the whole world. <laughs> and I mean, I'm even like,
0: I will tell you, off or I'm yeah. too low
2: or too high on a pitch, he will shut that door so fast. And <laughs> for me, that's something that I, I always loved growing up though, because I knew I was doing something wrong. Um, but then yeah. th- there are times that I hit notes, you know, that he loves and he'll be laughing in his room and he'll be, you know, he'll walk out and he'll hug us. And you're just like, oh, OK, we did that one right. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be most known and remembered for?
2: I guess I would like to be known as someone who was never scared to be herself. You know, uh, I'm definitely good. living in St. John's County. Um, I was te- typically the only person, you know, that wasn't white. And <laughs> a lot of times I, I, I felt so alone. I, I never felt really wanted and never felt like I really belonged. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now I, I wish I could go back and tell myself, you know, it's okay. Like you are beautiful the way that you are. And yeah. I guess I would just want my legacy to be that every to everyone just to remind everyone that they are beautiful the way that they, they are. They are built in God's perfect image. You know, no matter what you look like, no matter what your skin color is, no matter how long your hair is or what color your eyes are, you were built in wonder and you were built to be beautiful no matter what. Oh,
0: and what better day than MLK Day? Huh?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> so um what I mean, what are your plans for say the next 5 years? Which already asked that. Yeah. Uh, yes. I've been a little sick the past few days. It's, and, it's you know, okay. I was willing it, to repeat it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh <not gonna> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, again, it's, it's one of the things that where you know you, you do so many shows and then you know you got a head cold and you got this and yeah. you're trying to fight through it and you're on medications and, and you're like, I just yeah. hope that we go live and do it. <laughs> do it anyway, yeah. That, absolutely. So as we close out here, mm-hmm. what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do?
2: I would tell them to
0: not be scared.
2: I would tell them not be scared. Just go for it. What's the worst thing that could happen? Someone gives you some bad criticism because with every bad criticism, there's a compliment. I promise with every bad pitch, every bad song, there's a good mm-hmm. song and there's good people yeah. out there that will support yeah. you in your music. And it can be scary to give yourself out to the world like that and to let your heart out there, but mm-hmm. it's worth it. All the good feedback you will get. And, you know, just to always maintain balance and to remember to be happy with what you do.
0: I love that. It. Great way to end. So it tell is. everybody how they yeah. can find you.
2: Uh, so all my social media is Katrina Lexis. I have a website, Katrina and all my songs are all found on streaming platforms like apple music and spotify under katrina alexis
0: and you know awesome. we really enjoyed having you on the we show today did. And we look yeah. forward to having you back down the road
2: yes thank
1: you so so much for having me
0: it's our pleasure we appreciate it day.
1: thanks for your time today thank you bye bye